Don't be a fool. Good afternoon. In deciding on a topic for a presentation, speaker goes through many different considerations. First is, what is the length of the message to be? Uh, a sermonette we know is 12 to 15 minutes. A split sermon is around 30 minutes. And a sermon is around 50 minutes, more or less a few minutes either way. Then they have to decide on the topic. Is he helpful in the presentation? Is he knowledgeable? Is he confident that he can present the subject with uh, clarity and with understanding? With God's help, prayer, preparation, checking references, using dictionaries, Bible dictionaries, Hebrew and Greek words from Strong's or Vine's or other references, Bible dictionaries, and, of course, scriptures. As a person considers the Hebrew and the Greek, and uh, to intertwine all of these in that accepted message, considering also other authorities like uh, ministers or theologians or... Uh, the uh, sound logic that is behind the presentation. So there are a lot of things that go into uh, preparation. And obviously a speaker would not say, you know, I was uh, thinking a toss between several subjects and I ended up on this one because somebody might say, hey, that other one was probably more interesting than what you presented or you brought to us. So a speaker has to be careful about that. And also a speaker doesn't say, you, but usually includes we, rather than saying personally and directed you in a corrective manner, rather including the self as a, a person that is included in the point of the message. So there are a lot of things that go on besides the presentation and the delivery, that is the preparation behind it, sometimes weeks and months and years of maturing and uh, thinking about and preparing a message until something triggers that decision by God and the person to settle on that topic that is going to be presented. And so uh, my topic today is don't be a fool. Now, we have uh, many references um, in the Bible, uh, the word, just to give you an idea here. Fool is used 66 times and its forms, adjectives, adverbs, uh, so forth, uh, 49 times, fools. Foolish, 52 times. Foolishly, 12 times. Foolishness, 20 times. Folly, another form of that, 37 times. So a total of 236 words that we consider fool or folly or foolishness or fools. And uh, they give us a lot of uh, good information to think about. Now, we're going to look at some uh, definitions of some of those words a little later here, but uh, I'm going to basically stay with the English word fool or its forms 
as we go through the scriptures and not uh, try to pronounce or to consider some of the uh, Hebrew and the Greek words. And uh, I will share some of those uh, with us. But uh, I might mention here, uh, when I was a young man, uh, I read the words of a philosopher, and it kind of stuck through me, uh, with me, through my life. Uh, it's been helpful, just as many scriptures have been. But this one word uh, from a philosopher said, uh, a fool and his money are soon parted. And that's helped me avoid a lot of stupid mistakes and decisions concerning money and uh, try to use that wisely. And then when I was a young man, and I, don't, I haven't figured this one out yet, but um, I used to like to listen to a, a song by Hank Snow, and then later Joe Stafford, and then Elvis Presley made this song. Uh, and you probably remember the words to it, and now and then there's a fool such as I am over you about a love story, and I can, the guy, is so he's foolishly in love with this other unapproachable person. But uh, that's presented, I guess, in a positive way. But uh, I just wanted to share that with you because some of you younger folks probably never heard that song, but uh, some of us old fogies have, and we heard that uh, now and then there's a fool such as I. Okay, now, uh, without saying the Hebrew and the uh, Greek words, and I've got them all written down, and they're numbers from Strong's and Gordon's, but... Uh, here in uh, a nutshell is some of these different forms that I've mentioned here of a fool, fools, folly, foolishness, fools, is this. Perverse. In the Old Testament, there's uh, basically five different Hebrew words that are translated in some of these different forms. Perverse, silly, to be fat, stupid, silly, to be wicked, stupid, vile, vulgar, Curlish, to be silly. You get the point in the Hebrew words, to be a fool or foolish is to be stupid or to be silly or to be, uh, you know, stupid, wicked. And then uh, from the Greek words, some of those words are froth, slaver, foaming, dull, stupid, heedless, blockhead. Absurd, silly, to misthink, to be insane, silly, without understanding. And we have five Greek words uh, that are translated in some of those forms. Then we have a few other forms of those, uh, folly and uh, foolishness. In the Hebrew, we have eight words, um, folly, crime, wickedness, bluster, Braggadocio, folly, frivolity, fatness, vain, silliness, 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 daft. Then in the New Testament, a couple of Greek words are uh, without understanding, senseless, stupidity, senseless, egotism, reckless. Now, in all of this, in looking at all of those words... I was somewhat surprised or amazed or fascinated by the idea that uh, the contrast so much in the scriptures between folly or foolishness and wisdom. And that just makes sense when you think about it. The contrast between being a fool and being wise. 
And uh, for my first scripture reference here, I'd like to uh, consider here, back in the Old Testament, this is a time when David and Solomon were fighting, and David had spared the life of Saul. He had caught him uh, twice and uh, refused, refused to kill refused to kill him. Maybe that will move that down just a little bit. We'll eliminate some of that feedback. Uh, my first reference here is in 1 Samuel, the 26th chapter, a few verses, beginning in verse 21. Then said Saul, I have sinned. Return, my son, David, for I will no more do you harm, because my soul was precious in your eyes this day. Behold, I have played the fool and have erred exceedingly. I have played the fool. How many of us could say that throughout our life? I know it's a lifelong struggle, isn't it, to be wise, to be sound, to avoid foolishness. We get a nickname of uh, being foolish or silly or, or the way we act, personality, expression. And it takes a lifelong uh, effort to control that and to come off wise rather than a fool or foolish. In the uh, Psalms, we have a second reference here, Psalm 14, verse 1. We read, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. So a fool, and we have a lot of those today, and we heard a little bit about that in the first message about how some people can reject the idea. They, they, they like to feel that millions of years ago, some invasion from outer space and some other creatures, now they're spending billions of dollars to go into outer space to try to find life. And uh, they don't want to take God's word for what's out there and for what he created on this earth, and they reject God and they leave him out. But a fool, a silly, wicked person says there is no God. What would this world be like if it was uh, changed and if God was in the picture and man would think about, you know, we're spending billions of dollars in the space agency to go to outer space um, maybe we don't need to do that. Maybe we could spend that money doing something else. Well, wisdom and foolishness, you know, they play off one another. Now, I'm going to continue here with some of the uh, scripture references that we have here. Uh, and the next one is uh, in Proverbs 24, verse 7. Proverbs 24, verse 7. I'm going to go through a number of these uh, scriptures, and uh, we'll see some of the contrast that I've said. 24, verse 7. Wisdom is too high for a fool. He opens not his mouth in the gate. And it goes on through the rest of the uh, chapter, talking about it, comparison of that. But just think about that. A fool, wisdom is just too high to reach up for that. It's, it's easier to be foolish, to be silly, to be stupid than it is to apply it oneself and to think about God and to have some balance. First, in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, and um, 
we'll go to uh, verse 18 and 19, chapter 3. A lot of important verses here, but um, verse 18 and 19. Then no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And then in Ephesians, while we're here in the New Testament. Hello? <laughs> oh, somebody's phone was ringing. I guess we shouldn't answer somebody else's phone. Huh? Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 15. <laughs> Hello? Oh. Verse uh, 15 through 17. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And so he goes on to give us uh, conduct that is approved by God and a beautiful attitude that we express in our personality and our character, rather than just being as a fool, redeeming the time, walking circumspectly. That's pretty hard. It's pretty difficult, isn't it? And uh, we have to just keep working at it till we uh, become wise and leave our foolishness behind. Proverbs, the first uh, verse, uh, chapter, chapter 1, rather, in verse 7. Go back to Proverbs. Chapter 1. One, verse seven. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we know that's where we start with wisdom, the fear of God. In Proverbs, the twelfth chapter, while we're here, we'll go through uh, a couple more and then we'll come back again. Proverbs the 12th chapter, verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. Now, I can obviously, out of 236 references, uh, just using the English word fool, uh, or in some of its uh, varied forms, as I mentioned. We're not going to be able to look at all of them today, and we won't probably touch on some that are very familiar to us, or favorite scriptures, or favorite verses, but uh, this one here uh, is really intriguing to us, isn't it? The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. We've refused to see other things or other ways or we discount you know God or his ways or they discount the Bible or they ignore it but they want to establish and go about to establish their own way and we hear and read a lot about that in the scriptures of different uh, expressions 
in uh, Romans, back in the New Testament, in Romans, the first chapter, 21 through 22. It's talking here about God, about rejecting God, about knowing Him as a creator, and the contrasted here, because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And how much we see of that today in the world, in politicians, in the exalted intellectuals, how that uh, they take something that is so foolish that we can see through, and they exalt that or exalt themselves in their wisdom and come across as somebody really wise. You know, uh, I wear glasses and I have trifocals. And at first, when I started out wearing glasses, I had bifocals and I had with a line and I was having some difficulty. Then I went with the progressive lens. So you don't have the variation changes, so, but you have the three steps, lower, medium, middle, or medium, and then far distance. And so. Uh, this is all in these glasses here. But what would you think if I wore some glasses up here that had big, long, curving frames down and I wore them down on my nose here? And I was so, we see people like that, so elite and so arrogant and talking down at us. What do you think when you see someone like that? What if I came up here like that, you know? Or if I paraded up here on the stage like we see some people walking today? Putin, <laughs> watch him walk. Isn't he arrogant? The way he walks. They're saying he had a stroke on his right side and it causes him to do that, you know. But uh, I don't know, I guess he has trouble putting his shirt on when he gets on that horse. <laughs> okay, see that's a little what we call foolishness, isn't it? A little silliness, a little stupidity maybe. Hello? I've told you that one before about the wedding. Remember that, about the wedding? And the, they had this set up, and during the wedding ceremony, the preacher's phone rang, and he answered it, and he took it out. And this is a little notebook here I've got. See, it's not my phone. Hello? Yes? Yes? I'll tell them, God. I'll tell them. And the husband, the, the bride and the groom were looking at each other because... They didn't know. They weren't in on the joke. Somebody had phoned the preacher. And uh, then when he said that, they understood it was a joke. And they all laughed, and the crowd laughed, and the couple laughed. And, you know, he was, he was going to tell them, you know, how to be a good husband and wife. And they were spellbound because his phone rang during the ceremony. Well, I've told that before, so a little, little you'll have to bear with me. I haven't achieved full wisdom yet. I'm still struggling with foolishness. <laughs> and we'll talk about that a little bit here a little later. Uh, back in Psalms, uh, let's go back to Psalms, the fifth chapter. You're probably wondering now, why did I settle on this subject? I could have picked on one of those others, a prophecy or something that, uh, you know, that I was 
tossing back and forth on. Uh, but uh, Psalm 5, verse 5. Turn there. The foolish shall not stand in your sight. You hatest all workers of iniquity. Foolish will not stand in God's sight. Proverbs 22, back to Proverbs 22:15. This is one some of us like, some of us don't. Some of us as children appreciated this. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. When he's an adult, some of us look back and we can thank God for good parents who loved us, who disciplined us, who chastised us, who spanked us. I know that's difficult nowadays. You, you have to be careful about doing that, and especially in public or using the word because of all the child abuse laws and we don't want anyone to go beyond what is uh, sensible or, or balanced. But notice this. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. Because of lack of parental authority and discipline from the authorities, look at what's happening and running amok in juvenile delinquency. Right now, even children are committing crimes and things that we, we just never heard of a few years ago, and the violence that are, that are going into uh, kids today and how they're just out of control. And I'm not going to say any more about that because uh, in the Bible, we know when we talk about child or children, we have to be careful because it can mean descendants or, or children, adults, as well as descents, descendants, as well as little children. So. We just have to be careful about that and have some balance. And I know as parents, it's, it's difficult nowadays, more difficult than it used to be, to um, discipline children. Matthew, the seventh chapter. Jesus had some things to say about this in verse 24 through 27 in his Sermon on the Mount. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. So what he's saying is, if we listen to Jesus and do what he says, it's like building our house on the rock and avoiding the wind and the tornadoes that... Uh, wash it away and the, and the floods that come. And verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, floods came, the winds blew, beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Contrasting how we build our life, whether we build it on sand or whether we build it on a rock. And that rock, of course, Jesus Christ. And whether we build it on his sayings or whether we build it on the foolishness of the world and how that will just pass away. Back in Proverbs, the 13th chapter. 
and uh, verse 20, Proverbs 13, 20. He that walketh with the wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Let me tell you about uh, a minute, personal example of uh, the neighborhood where I live. A few years ago, a young man, he was going all through the neighborhood walking, and, and I used him a couple of times to help on mowing the, my yard and doing some trimming. And, but he was, what he was doing later, I'll tell you, he was scouting. And one of the neighbors had warned him, he said, you need to break up with those friends that you're running with. You need to get away from them. And one time he came in and wandered in my garage, and he was looking around, and my son chased him out, happened to be there at the time. And uh, maybe uh, because I was friendly with him and helped him, uh, but he's in prison right now for the rest of his life because he and four other people, five of them, murdered a person just a few blocks away from my house. And uh, the older man they killed and the woman, the older woman, said we would have given them the money, we would have given them whatever they asked for, but they were mean. They were evil. They were fools. They were stupid and uh, committed a crime and took a man's life foolishly when instead of being a good boy and working in the neighborhood like he had people that would hire him to do some things, uh, you know, he could have avoided that. But he's in prison right now because he was walking not with the wise, but he was walking with companions that were fools, that were stupid, that had neglected God. Look at, look at what's going on today. It's, isn't it, crime is getting worse and worse and worse and meanness and honoriness and things that are just out of control and, and you know we've always had this in life. We've always had uh, problems but not like it is today in today's society and it's getting worse and worse. Okay in Ephesians back to well uh, we were in Ephesians earlier there in 15 and verse 17. I'm, I'm going to skip that one, but let's stay here in Proverbs and move up to Proverbs 18 because we, uh, we already went to that one in uh, Ephesians. Proverbs 18, verse 2. A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. How wise I am, how good I am. Oh, got this brilliant idea. Got this idea, I can do this crime, I can get away with it. I can go, instead of getting a job, I can go steal and rob and, and isn't, when you look at, you know, let me tell, let me tell you, uh, brethren, I think we've come to see this, haven't we? There are cameras everywhere. And how do some of these people think they can get away with some of the crimes when there's cameras on the highways, in the stores, in the gas pumps, in the counters, in the banks? Uh, you're walking down the street, you're driving down the highway, there's some cameras around. Not good or bad, but well, we can have our opinion of that. But how many of these people committing these crimes, they either forget it or they don't know it or they're stupid. They don't realize it. But I guess they must be silly. They must be 
excuse me, I'm going to use one of the Hebrew and Greek words for fool. Uh, I can say fool, and, you know, that's bad. But when they say stupid, you know, that's a little more strong, isn't it? And some of these guys and gals, and notice this. I'm going to make this equal opportunity, equal sex. How many more women are becoming and getting into crime and into in, those uh, things? How, how many girls? And just have a lot of concern for these young people that are going overseas and joining the terrorists. And what are they? What are they thinking? I mean, in themselves, they think. Whatever I do, oh, I'll go over there and be a, a wife of one of these terrorists. They don't know what they're getting into, do they? Oh, doesn't it just tear our hearts up when we see the things that are going on in the world today? Go on to 29 in Proverbs, verse 11. 29, 11. Pages stick together. I slipped, slipped over into Ecclesiastes, but uh, 29, verse 11. A fool utters all his mind, but a wise man keeps it in till afterwards. What, is it, what does that mean to us? What do we, uh, how do we, how do we interpret that? How do we, uh, respond to our understanding of what that means. The fool utters all his mind. But a wise man will keep it in till afterward. Think about different examples in life where, you know, some people they just talk, 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 talk. I mean, I'm up here because I'm supposed to be talking for a while. <laughs> supposed to be preparing something that's helpful and that we can take away from us and that I won't go over my time and uh, I'm trying to watch that. And, uh, but some people, they just talk, 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 talk. I had a fellow today on the phone, he called, well, it was a answering, it was a, a one of those telemarketing calls. He didn't introduce himself. He started out in the middle of his conversation real fast. I've been trying to get a hold of you for several days, and I've got this. If you want to make some money, you better respond to this right away. And if you want a personal uh, a message on here, push one on your phone. And about that time, I hung up. I don't know. Maybe he's been trying to get a hold of me for several days. I don't know who he was. I don't know what he was selling. I don't know how many times. I don't recall talking to him before, that fast-talking guy. And uh, Pardon? Oh, he had, oh, oh no, he had a million dollars for me, I missed it. Oh well, a fool is money, you're soon parted. If I had a million dollars? Okay. Be thankful you don't have a million dollars, Larry. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see, where, Proverbs, uh, fool, uh, yeah, I read that, didn't I? Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, just a couple of more uh, scriptures here. While we're in Proverbs, let me kind of switch the order here uh, for uh, um, 
Brian. I'm going to go to Proverbs, the 26th chapter, while we're here, and then I'll come back to the other closing scripture here that I, that I had written down. Uh, Proverbs 26, and there are a number of verses in here, brethren, just like throughout, as uh, I've said, and so I'm going to read some of these and no comments. Some I'll have comments, but uh, in verse 1, as snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. Think about that. Then verse 2, uh, I won't explain this. As a bird by wandering, as a swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. That's just kind of a separate message there, but we'll come down to verse 3. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly. Now these two verses here, verse 4 and 5, will go together. Lest you be also like him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. So those two verses, we go together. One is, we don't answer a fool in the similitude. We don't answer a fool like a fool. We don't be stupid because they're stupid. But we answer a fool according to their foolishness, according to what they deserve, according to uh, rebuke or correction. Sometimes we need to be silent. Sometimes, you know, when somebody says something off the wall, absolutely stupid, we can just ignore it. Other times we know that we need to speak up and we need to say something that's wise and sound. We need to uh, a fool somebody that's stupid that says something. Sometimes you need to rebuke them and correct them. Other times you've you got to be careful you don't answer them back in a stupid, silly vein, just like they are, lest you be like them. So that's, uh, that's something to think about. He that sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off the feet and drinketh damage. Boy, you don't want to ever send a fool Go tell this message or this word. Don't ever do that. That's why we have confidence and we trust God has not called fools as his messengers. A fool says there's no God. You know, I'm self-existent. I can do all of this and I'm wise in my own conceits. And we can, we can track many, many other scriptures about foolishness. But... We want to send a messenger out to give a, a word to someone. We want to make sure we select a wise person, not a fool. The legs of the lame are not equal. So is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. Now, what stupid idiot nut would take your sling shot with a rock in it and bind it all up and put tape and tie it up in there. I mean, what idiot would do that? You'd want to, you see Goliath up there, you're David, get those five stones because he's got some sons and brothers out there. And you sling that stone and you hit him in the forehead and kill him. You go up and cut his head off, take his sword and cut his head off. That's David. He was wise. He was smart. Now what if he had bound that stone up in that slingshot and he slung it, whoops, hit himself in the head because that came around, that stone was 
stuck in that sling. Well, he that bindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. Oh, you foolish person. You're so good. You're so smart. Elevate that person up. Isn't this what goes on a lot of times? A fool is elevated, is given honor, is given respect. Instead of somebody saying, you stupid idiot, sit down over there. Like he called him, sit down and shut up. Well, they say, he won't make president because a president's got to listen to everybody. And Christie won't be a president because he told the guy to sit down and shut up. Okay, make your own decision. Choice. I'm not meaning to get political here. Uh, we've got one Democrat in the audience. <laughs> and, uh, well, we may have more. I won't have you raise your hand. Democrat, independent, Republican. Because, uh, you know, they all have some good. They all have some bad. You figure it out. Uh, let's proceed here. Oh, as the thorn goes up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. What does that mean? Well, I need another beer. He put his hand on the thorn and doesn't even feel it. Goes up in his hand and it hurts, but he doesn't, you know, what happened? What's the matter? So is a parable in the mouth of fools. Now, verse 10 is a very difficult scripture. And I don't know that in the King James we fully understand it. Most of the other translations that I looked at, just about others, had other uh, expressions of this. And maybe you have in your Bible. But maybe in our King James we can still understand what he's saying to us here and agree with, in principle, though it may not be exactly. Verse 10, The great God that formed all things both rewardeth the fool and rewardeth transgressors. Now, other translations translate that totally different, but we can say, you know, God, who created all things, he's going to give a reward for the righteous, and he's going to give a reward or a just punishment or deserves or their hire or what they've earned to the evil, to the fools. We can understand it that way, maybe. You can look in your own uh, reference books and see other uh, translations of that. Uh, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. See you a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. A man wise in his own conceit, arrogant, conceited. There's more hope of a fool than of him, wise in his own conceits, elevated, conceited, wisdom, carried away with his knowledge and understanding, no balance. Well, let me uh, go to our closing scripture here. I want to go to uh, Ecclesiastes and uh, the second chapter, verse 2 through 16. Ecclesiastes 2, verse 12, pardon me, 12 through 16. And I turned myself to behold wisdom, 
and madness and folly. For what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which has been already done? Then I saw that wisdom excels folly, as far as light excels darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. The wise man's eyes are in his head, in the light, in the daylight. We look ahead. How many times, and I've done this, how many times somebody come up behind you and you turn around and do, instead of looking first, you know, we, we, we're foolish that way, aren't we, sometimes. We, we, we do something without looking first. And we had a little bit um, in the first message about how God created us with these two eyes that we can look ahead and we can see in the light. The wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. And I myself perceived also that one event happened to them all. Then I said in my heart, as it happened to the fool, so it happeneth even to me. And why was I then more wise? Then I said in my heart that this is also vanity. For there is no remembrance of the wise more than of the fool forever. Seeing that which now is in the days to come shall all be forgotten. And how dieth the wise man? As the fool. And so we have uh, in life a number of things that we, without reading, without studying, you know, uh, uh, whether a person is wise or whether they're a fool, they die. And we usually forget them. How many people have we forgotten? And how many billions of people have lived? And they say everybody has their own story. But we have a few good people that we can read their biographies and their history. And we know them as good people. And then we have a few evil people. And we can do some comparisons of evil people on this earth and history. Because we have it written. But the majority of us live and die and go apart from this physical life but it's God who's going to make that determination and who is going to uh, decide and give reward to the righteous to the good to the wise to the ones who are trying to not be a fool and not to be foolish and uh, will uh, bless those with eternal life whereas the evil the fools will be rewarded with eternal death or whatever their just punishment or discipline or judgment will be in their life. Now, I have a few closing verses here that I want to uh, uh, read. Uh, what can we do to avoid being a fool? We can walk, as I've already read some of these scriptures here, walk circumspectly, watchful, cheerfully, as wise, redeeming the time. Love wisdom and knowledge and understanding above the lack of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Watch our speech. Watch our words. Be close to God. Walk in His ways. Let Him be our guide. Walk with the wise. Avoid walking with the foolish. Get out of the presence of evil people. Get away from stupid people. Get away from the, the people who are not wise before God. The world is full of fools. We must not be one of them. We can resist, overcome, 
And with God's help, we can not be a fool. Wisdom excels foolishness. So be wise, be good, be true. Don't be a fool.